You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hey, this is John from Geek Elite Media, and this podcast is being brought to you by Cuts by Candace. Candace Gist is a hairstylist that will work with you to get the right look. She uses her 18 years of experience to understand my needs and is the only one that comes near my hair. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of March 2019, and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candace on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram and start looking the best you, you can. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds where it's the same year and you're the same person, but everything else is different? And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back to another issue of Imagine If. We are still in March, so that means we're still talking about the Green Lantern Corps. Green Lantern Month. Yes. They <laughs> have always loved this time of year. Spring, I think they call it, for the rest of the world. It is the first day of spring um, for the rest of the country. Uh, but man, I love it because like DC Comics, I miss when they did that, when they would do those themed months. And usually March and April were always Green Lantern Month. And I always loved when it was April because, <laughs> you know, that was my birthday. And it's like, yes, this is going to be awesome. So, yeah, we're bringing that here at, at Imagine If. We're going to make some themed months that's right we're gonna so yeah we we've been doing uh green lantern <laughs> months since the beginning of march we had part one talking about um emerald twilight to rebirth yep and then uh we had a challenge last week um this week rafa will not be joining us but he is with us in spirit because we're talking about the green lantern core which he also loves yes he does and uh we're going to talk about um rebirth to current yeah, we're going to cover some more time. Okay. Yeah, so this is going to be exciting because this is the 25th anniversary of Kyle Rayner as a character. Uh, and then this is obviously with Kyle Rayner coming to the Green Lantern Corps. He, I think it's safe to say he's had the most dramatic entrance into the Green Lantern lore because when all the other guys came in, you know, maybe one person died. <laughs> uh, Hal was like, no, we're going to take out the GLC. And then Kyle comes along. But what a great character. So we're going to jump into a lot more about his life from Rebirth, the restruction and the return of the Green Lantern Corps, all the way up till modern times. Where is he? What's he up to? All right. And uh, before we get to that, as always, we're going to talk about the spinner rack first. What is new to comic books this Wednesday? All right, folks. Dig under that mattress, get some money, and let's go shopping. So if you go to your LCS, you'll probably find some stuff. Here's what DC Comics is giving us. Aquaman issue 46. This will probably be part of the storylining up to the future 50th issue. Uh, we will still see some Aquaman Momoa style coming at us. Batman issue 67 is out, and that's going to continue the Tom King run. Um, I know in the mid-70s it's going to get real exciting. And, of course, this is all one big story, so these are always great issues to get. If you are a fan of the Batman villains, and particularly Rachel Ghoul, there will be the Batman Arkham Trade paperback, which will feature a bunch of Rachel Ghoul stories. Uh, next up, we will have. Now, would you want Rachel Ghoul stories like pre Batman or only ones that involve Batman? So for this trade, they'll definitely they'll they'll, they'll do highlight stories. Um, whenever I do trades like this, in my mind. Because, you know, they, <laughs> they don't let me edit for some strange freaking reason. No, but anyways, um, I would definitely say you have to put the first appearance in. Um, with it being Rachel Ghoul, 
I mean, there's a good spattering. Nothing comes to my mind that's just any solo stories of him. Like maybe you could do, um, I think it was Batman Bane of the Demon, I think they called it. And they actually had one where Bane wound up going to wherever Rachel Ghoul hangs out. Um, and he was he was being healed there and worked over, and he had some. I don't know if they necessarily had a romance with him and Talia, but that was pretty wild, and that actually led up to some of the stuff that was in the Dark Knight Rises. Um, so I mean, there's that possibility, but again, I don't think he's heavily featured in that story. So I think with Rachel Ghoul, even though he's been around a good chunk of time, I don't think he has a lot of quality not quality quantity of stories just by himself mm. so, yeah it'll be a, a little bunch of batman adventures in that one <laughs> i mean yeah no i mean that makes sense for but for like trade. I mean, if we could do something oh i think that'd be great like do a story like i mean dc's famous for year ones yeah how cool would that be like like let's see that story because if you go back to batman begins and that's probably the huge exposure of Rachel Ghoul right well, there. That, well, yeah, that's well, definitely you, you more than the animated, animated series. series yeah. yeah, and so I mean, I like the pain that um, that Neeson brings to the character when he's talking about like my wife and child were killed. Like, let's see that moment. Let's see that Magneto moment. You know, mm-hmm. because we've seen it for Eric Lachere. Let Let's see that happen when they come into his home. Uh, let's go into like how they did in the animated series, like with the Jonah Hex episode. You know, where it's like. Oh my God! Jonah Hex was the guy fighting him, and and Jonah was such an impact that even when Jonah was dying, Rachel Gould went to the old folks' <laughs> home to be like, "I would watch you die, weird face man." <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, where's that story about you know when he first found a Lazarus pit? Like, yeah, right. Where's uh, where's the the many run-ins he probably had with Vandal Savage? How did he get to be in charge of the League of Assassins? How did he form the League of, yeah. League of Assassins? If he formed it, maybe he took it over from somebody else yeah. that had it before that. You know, yeah. like I think those are all great stories. And then like we have a DC world where there is history. I mean, maybe oh, he yeah. went up against the Shiny Knight at one some point. Or now, okay, in an opinion, because we know Vandal Savage goes back to the caveman. caveman yeah, where would you put Rachel Ghoul? I would say, uh, you know, I don't know what the age would be, but, and and this is probably just my bias, especially since he's using the name like Ra's al Ghul, I would think like during the Arabian Nights era. Nice. So what, I don't know what that is actually. I just I know don't, but Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, if I knew my actual history as much as I knew my comic book history. Hey, which one makes you more money? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> yeah. Aww. But, but uh, Yeah. No, I like that because I think I think that totally fits his persona, and I think that gives him the the the, the theatrics, so to say, mm-hmm. you know, that that spectacle of it, as opposed to just any other time periods. So I like that one. That's a I good mean, pick. how is? I mean, two immortal men that have been bent on world domination. I mean, I don't know so much Rachel Gould's on world domination because he's always talking about how well kind of the now narrative is we come in when a society gets too corrupt, we clean it out kind of thing. Right. Um, Vandal Savage is, is always depicted as that, that guy that's behind the guy. <laughs> like he's right behind Napoleon. He's right behind uh, Hannibal, you know, all those characters, Genghis Khan, Hitler. Everybody. Hitler yeah. 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 So you, you got to imagine that they, he, he, pro- he was probably there when Rome was being burned to the ground kind of thing. Like oh, yeah. that, which would have been, According to Vandal Sa- or to Rachel Ghoul, part of the League of Assassins doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be funny to see that. That's what that's what it should be. 
Vandal Savage formed the League of Assassins. And then once Rachel Ghoul finally discovers the pit and finds his own mortality, he's like, fuck that guy. Because you know what he did? He took some of our best leaders, you know, like that Napoleon guy. And he's like, hey, Napoleon, you know what you should do? You should try to take over France and the world. And then it blew up in Napoleon's face because that's what Vandal's thought is. He uses a puppet to set up the that's government. Right. Yeah. And he overthrows the puppet. And it's like, there you go. And that way he gets to have two kingdoms. He gets to have that guy's kingdom. Then when that guy gets older, he knocks that guy off and then nobody questions why vandal stayed young the whole time nobody rachel ghoul you there, one <laughs> there you go dc we're we're giving you we're giving you gold we're giving the stuff away for free <laughs> all right keep going let's see okay so uh if you were a big fan of the dark knight's metal part of the uh, trade paperback collection will be the dark knight rising dark knights rising so if i remember correctly this will actually be the um the solo issues of each of the different Batman coming together. So how they get their powers and what are not their Oh yeah. How they get their, their justice league inspired powers. Uh, justice league issue 20 is out today and this will kick off a, a new crisis. Um, I want to say, I think it was uh crisis on dimension six, if I remember correctly, but this is part of Scott Snyder's grand opus run on the, uh, the justice league. And we see, yeah, the sixth dimension. There we go. Um, so we're basically, we're, we're discovering a brand new Superman and Batman and all these folks. Uh, and they're supposed to be older versions of them. So when we meet this Superman, he's in a white costume with the white hair and the white beard and he just a grand old fellow, John Stewart, green lantern. When we meet him in the future, he's a white lantern, you know? So it's like, Oh, this is crazy stuff. What's going to happen? And that's what we want to know what will happen. So this will continue on those story points. Um, New Teen Titans will be reaching volume 10 in their trade paperback series. So if you've been curious about the classic run of the Teen Titans, and not necessarily the original ones, but the new Teen Titans, and if you were a fan of the Titans show and you want more information on those characters, that's a great series to go to. Nightwing, The Adventures of Rick Grayson, continues with issue 58 today. Uh, I'm a little bit behind. How far have you made it to? Are you at issue 57 by chance? I, I don't know if it's 57, but I'm pretty caught. I'm caught up for all the books that I have. Okay. So it must be fifty seven. Yeah, I think it's, it's a one month, month once yeah, a month book, book right? Yeah. yeah, not a bi monthly book. No, no more. So um, in that case, then I want to ask you because I'm I'm about four behind. Yikes, Rick, does he know? Because I know I believe he's working with the Nightwings, but I don't think he knows. That. Like he know he's aware of him himself being Dick Grayson and, and being Nightwing, but I don't think he knows. Like he hasn't. Broken he, through that. No, he, he doesn't have any memories of being Nightwing, but right. he knows that he used to be Nightwing yes. because Barbara and, and Bruce have come and told him. Right, right. Um, yeah, so he's he and and luckily enough, all that training Bruce put him through as the muscle a, memory. Yeah, has has the muscle memory from whenever he's in danger just kicks right in and allows him to to either save other people's lives or save his own. Um, but yeah, he has he supposedly has no memory i'm still sticking with the whole it's it's all this is all like some kind of coma dream because i could see that honestly i, I get that vibe it, it uh, some of the things that are like not making sense like so the, his new love interest the the lady that owns the bar oh, the bartender yeah, yeah yeah uh she turns out to be also a very caring person that she goes and like does uh food um uh, what's that? Oh yeah, she goes to the shelters. Shel and yeah, yeah. Serves and all. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and then she like Barbara comes to have a conversation with her, and Barbara or Barbara's like saying, "Hey, I need you to do something." And she's like, "Oh, I know you guys used to be an item, but he's with me now." And she's and Barbara just sits there and laughs, is like, "What did Dick tell you? Like, I'm not interested in him in that way at all." 
And I don't know, maybe that's the new rebirth version of Barbara <laughs> and, and, and Dick's relationship, but I could have sworn they were still like on again, off again. Uh, yes and no. <laughs> right. <laughs> it plays to the, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, they just want to tease us. It depends on what happens in Titans season two. I guess so. <laughs> Like that's how they'll decide. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, like it, the his new, like the 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 Nightwings, the one that's running it, yeah, yeah. the one guy. He's he um he knows that Rick is the guy that helped them when Scarecrow was attacking. Oh, okay, yeah, on their first outing or something, right? Like that, first or second, yeah, yeah. And you don't really know. He doesn't really know. I don't think he knows that he used to be Nightwing or not, but he's putting it together. Good. But okay. he still wants him to join. He's like, hey, you're going to come out and help us whenever we are going. We go out as the Nightwings. Because you, you obviously... Got yeah, you, you actually have the ability. Work, uh-huh. yeah. And then the one sister that's, that's wearing the Nightwing outfit, she's kind of going a little too power hungry. Oh, so she's going to be the one who's going to go... Maybe. Go, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. But hey... She could she could wear one of Dick's other personas. She could be the renegade. The renegade. Yeah, that was the one when when Dick had the kind of the brownish with the red stripe instead of the black with the blue during the whole dark side or Deathstroke. Run. Oh yeah, and yeah. So I think someone is wearing that, that one. Really, one of them, huh? I want to say the fire marshal one guy. I guess one. Okay, what one's wearing disco wing? No, the, the the brother and sister are wearing versions of the disco. Yeah, the disco one, the one that are like the gold like rectangles yeah, on yeah. the on the chest. And then the the main cop is wearing his normal blue. Yeah, his the classic Nightwing. Yeah, and then the the chief, the fire chief, is wearing the red one. Huh. Okay. Well, the red makes. Oh no, but he might be wearing the red for the new Fifty Two. Oh, not the Renegade one. So there's still not. hope. There's okay. Still hope. Maybe. <laughs> DC Direct, get us some action figures, damn it. <laughs> All right. But speaking of Nightwing, which leads us to Titans, that means we have issue. Issue 28 of Teen Titans, which begins the Terminus Agenda. So there's going to be a nice crossover with the Teen Titans and Deathstroke. And they're basically, they're out to say no more. We're, we're putting this guy down. So this could be a serious issue. So who knows what's going to happen there. And then, of course, because why not? Watchmen. Watchmen's out. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Uh, DC will be releasing another hardcover of Watchmen as part of their modern classics editions. So if you want a, another hardcover of Watchmen, there you go. Sorry, I know I'm a little snarky. It, Watchmen's a good story. It's yeah, not. It, it doesn't deserve the pedestal that it's it on. Doesn't. But it's it's just interesting. But to me, I'm 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 kind of so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side check if you don't mind. So Rafa and I, we actually went to Barnes & Noble the other day, and we were, we were talking and hanging out looking at stuff. <coughs> and it, got us, it got, got us talking about the whole, like right now, how comics are kind of like, oh, it's, it's not a good time. And there was the big rumors like, oh, Marvel Comics is going to come to an end and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, these guys aren't going to end. It's, it's not just going to fall apart that bad. Not especially when you have like companies like Warner Brothers and uh, Disney backing you. They'll be okay. But they really do need to stop the hemorrhaging that's happening because it's like when you look, you can look on the Watchmen shelf and you realize the comic book is only 12 issues long, but yet you have 40 different variations of how it could be collected. This version of the trade paperback, that version of the trade paperback, this hardcover, that hardcover, this omnibus, the stripped edition, the black and white edition, the upside down edition, you know, and it's like, what the hell? Like... Just put out a nice one. 
let it sell and then reprint and sell it again. You know, because you're going to like, honestly, this is why fans are going to get ticked off because you could literally walk in there and say you're like, man, I just watched the CW the other night and I thought Flash was amazing. And you can go in there and there's going to be all these different Flash books and you're not even going to know which one you're going to get. And then the worst part is you might pick up something and you give it to your Flash fan and they're like, who the hell's Wally West? He's not Flash. He's not that guy, <laughs> you know? And it's like, oh man, and that's why people are going to get annoyed. And this is just the same thing. I know we've talked about this before where it's like the co- the local comic shop owner really has to know their product mm-hmm. because if a brand new fan comes in and they start flipping through back issues and they decide to grab like 10 issues of Avengers and it says one through 10, those might not be the right volume though because that's we're true. we're at Avengers volume eight if I, if I remember correctly that's insane yeah you know so and then yeah. we i mean we we talked about that before with the like uh, specifically the watchman is like they they dc's i mean it's not it's not shitty of them it's their property but i think it's also like they have to print oh, for the something rights, yeah. yeah they have to print something with the title of watchman every year or else it's, it's, it's something happens. Yeah, it goes back it to... It goes to, back to Alan Moore. Something like that. Ooh, yeah, it goes that's scary. And you know what's hilarious? And this one, and speaking of like print, I don't know if the, the exact wording, but I like the way you said that right now, the printing something with the phrase Watchmen on it. That's why we got after Watchmen and before Watchmen. And oh, yeah. Well, this one's going to be great. So there's going to be a series coming before Watchmen, right? You ready for it? It's the Charlton comic books. <laughs> really? Yeah, they're going to have the nerve to take... The Blue Beetle and the Question comic books from Charlton Comics and reprint them and say before Watchmen. Those are not before Watchmen. They're what? No. <laughs> now in that case, if you're gonna have the nerve to say that, then you better put Steve Ditko's name on Watchmen. That's true. I mean, I'm sorry, but that is you could say the comics that inspired Watchmen, and I would accept that. I'd still get annoyed for milking, but you gotta be bullshitting me with that one. I just I I saw that print out the other day. And then the best part is <clears throat> they're going to have the nerve to print these things. And the, in, the, in the solicit, they even had the nerve to say, oh, the first time. Bullshit. The DC <laughs> Archives edition, there's the Action Heroes comics. And that basically prints everything Charlton did. All the Captain Adam stuff, all the question, all the Blue Beetle, all of it. It's all pretty much there. At least that's what they told me when I bought those back in the day. <laughs> Fucking DC. All right. So anyways, moving along. Let's go to a better side of the fence. We're going to go to Marvel Comics. No dig. It's all happy. Anyways, over at Marvel Comics, the age of X-Men continues. So we will get next gen issue two. This is crazy. Like you've been talking about this age of X-Men for like, I think since the beginning of the year. It's been I, quite an age. I haven't right? read any of them. Uh, you're okay with that. I think, yeah. I think, we're, I think you're going to be okay. I mean, I, okay. So, I bought Uncanny. Okay. And I'm working my way through Disassembled. Right. And I'm not saying that in a mean way. It's just it's not gripping enough for me to be like, oh, let me enjoy this 10-part story, especially now that I know how it ended. I should have been reading them as they came out weekly, but I, I didn't. I just didn't make the top list for me. Um, now that Uncanny is kind of – now that the X-Men exist in two worlds, the 616 and then this Age of X-Men world, I'm not following the Age of X-Men because – it's just none of it's really gripped me. Um, yeah, I mean, everything's going to get restored to the status quo. This is just basically Age of Apocalypse, but X-Man made it happen. And not to demean it, it's just it didn't catch me. It just didn't scream out to me. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I And I, I'm generally positive about comics. Like, oh, my God, you should read this. But I can't, for the, for the life of me, tell you to read it. 
I mean, if you're a fan of Nightcrawler, then yeah, you know, pick up today's issue, The Amazing Nightcrawler Part 2. That one's great. But it's it, it, to me, like when I think of The Age of Nightcrawler, the Nightcrawler one, that feels like it would have been a House of M book because in that world, Nightcrawler is the famous Earl Flynn and he's doing all these cool things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what it feels like. So, I mean, maybe if you want to get some House of M nostalgia, try it out. But, like, there's five books, if I remember, five or six. And, you know, with them being five-parters, yeah, it's just it's a heavy investment, and I don't think there's going to be a rich payoff. No offense. I mean, the great creative was working on it. But, like I said, I just I couldn't throw into it, so I can't sell it to you. Same, no. That's the same. I just yeah. couldn't find myself picking it up. Yeah, but uh, but anyways, moving along, uh, the Avengers, which is having a great run right now. We're getting ready to start moving into the uh, – Battle of the Realms, but anyways, Avengers issue 17 comes out today, and it deals more with the spooky side of the Avengers coming around, and speaking of things spooky, if you're a Johnny Blaze fan, there is one panel today, one <laughs> panel, it's a beautiful panel, uh, I highly recommend it, but I don't know if I could justify buying the comic, I'm trying to, I'm trying to sell it to myself, <laughs> pick that fucker up, but again, it's not even a page this time, it's just a panel, uh, but if you want some more Avengers action, Avengers No Road Home Part 6 will be out today as well, there will be an Omnibus, Avengers Omnibus Volume 4, this will take us back to the class. Avengers stories as I continue to collect those again. Speaking of collections again, Black Panther versus Deadpool will be collected in trade paperback. Captain America Epic Collection Volume 17, The Superior Stratagem will be out. Now this is a note where DC should take. So Captain, like these these epic collections, this is fantastic because they've already know what they've already published. And they can figure out how they're going to collect it. And they just chop it up into chunks and they release them randomly. So if you buy these epic collections and you're putting on your shelf, you might have one, 18, 4, 6, and 2, and 12. They're just releasing them as they go. But the cool thing is eventually you could have the whole 18 volumes and have that complete collection in one uniform style. Hmm. That's the way to do it. And thank you, Marvel, for doing it. DC, hurry up and steal that idea, okay? <laughs> Uh, if you're still going into the, the, the full star drive of it all, Captain Marvel issue three will be out there. Continue the adventures of Carol. Uh, Conan. Conan the Barbarian issue one is getting a third printing. Conan the Barbarian issue two is getting a third printing. So those are out there if you missed the boat and you're curious about it. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man issue four, the adventures by Tom Taylor will be out there as well. Guardians of the Galaxy is going on to its third issue. Immortal Hulk issue 15 will be out, written by Al Ewing. Yes, I will eat crow every time I say that because I've been crediting the wrong writer. It's been amazing. <laughs> Iron Man by Fraction and LaRocca, the complete collection, volume one. Now, these will take you back to when Iron Man, the movie, first came out. So here you'll start noticing the facelift that Tony Stark gets as he's starting to become Robert Downey Jr.-fied. Mm-hmm. I always give him shit for Aquaman with the Jason Momofication. So here's the Robert Downification. Does that, was that a good word? I think that was a good word. It's almost. The, the down, Downification. The Downification. Down, the Downyisms. The, the, the Downisticals. The slap of the bass. I don't know. But something's happening to Iron Man and then begins in those trades. Marvel Spider-Man City at War issue one of six. That's right. If you like the PlayStation 1782, whatever number they're on. But when they released that cool looking Spider-Man game, Uh they had that black or that red, black, white, and blue Spider-Man costume. I don't think there's any black. There's no black in it. It's just all red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. Okay. Well, anyways, that cool Spider-Man's getting his own comic book. (laughs) This is where it happens. Uh, If you're a collector, these are always actually smart books to buy because technically that's his first appearance. Wait, no, I'm lying. 
I think his first appearance would probably be Spider-Verse. So I'm good. Spider-Geddon. All right. Spider-Geddon. There yeah. we go. So yeah. But anyways, if you want his solo story before it gets collected in trade, there you go. <clears throat> now, we wondered why this book was out there, Meet the Scrolls. Now we know because you met them in Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. So in this book, we have the family of the scrolls, and we're going to meet them and see what's going to happen. So this is part two of five. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, will be celebrating its fourth issue. And if you haven't done it because I haven't done it, shame on us. But go out and buy Into the Spider-Verse. It's on DVD. That's true. Blu-ray. You can get a physical copy. Or if you're one of those digital people, you can buy it online somehow. I don't know how to do these things. (laughs) Um, Speaking of collections... Return of Wolverine will finally be collected as trade paperbacks. So. I just finished that today. Ooh, what are I, your thoughts? I finished those that book. It was pretty dumb. Ouch. <laughs> it was it was pretty like their whole explanation of spoilers. If you don't want to know how how Actually, Wolverine you're came doing back, people a favor. <laughs> but yeah, the the reason Wolverine came back because there's a new mutant in town, Persephone. She has been a mutant, uh, working in behind the scenes for ages, and you didn't know about it. Guess what her power is. Resurrect people. Resurrect people. She can resurrect people to different degrees. She even says, like, I can make stupid zombie ones, or I can bring full-function people back to life, and I still control them kind of thing. But that's the thing, is she always has control over them. But not Wolverine. Well, that's because as soon as she brought him back and resurrected him, so she had control over him for a good amount of time, which is they definitely leaving that open so that, oh, Wolverine can pay for those sins when he's when oh, later okay, on yeah, down the road. And they want, can be yeah. like, oh, you know what? You killed this person while you were under the control of Persephone, and you didn't know it. Well, you're going to need to make up for that. So uh, while he was being controlled, it was enough to kick his healing factor back in and uh, make it so that he... Uh, uh, was came back fully to life and and uh, he he had locked the one thing I do have to give to this book the one thing I thought was really cool was the the way they visualized the different personalities or oh, memories the big of Wolverine. jail cell the big jail thing. cell yeah. yeah so you had every you had patch you had uh, savage Wolverine savage Weapon Wolverine, X, Wolverine yeah, yeah Weapon X uh, and then the straight up um. Berserker Wolverine. Oh, yeah, the fiercest of them all. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's funny because he'd just be like, let me out, bub, like just over and over. <laughs> and the one time he does let that one out is to fight the X-Men because the X-Men come to, to save him or to come get him, but he has no memory of them. He just thinks that they're bad guys. So he takes on Storm, Jean, Kitty, and Bobby. And he literally cuts Bobby in half. And Holy shit. <laughs> the only reason why Bobby is saved is because Storm brings in like an ice storm to basically replenish the rep- ice Yeah, and water. exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, the only thing that was cool was the, the whole memory thing. And then uh, at the very end when he needs it because he's fighting this bad guy who's really good at fighting, um, he... He let he opens up the cells, like all the cells, and he's oh, like, shit. except for the berserker one. He's like, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. You don't open don't let that one out yet. Um, but he's just like, uh, he's like, bub, I just got back ten thousand memories. Oh yeah, of I my saw life. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, that was a good one. And he just fucks up that dude. You know how many fights I've been in? All of them. You know how many I won? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially it. Um, but yeah, so it doesn't really explain why it is that he has glowing hot. Uh, animantium now, but it does say that anytime he uses the glowing hot animantium claws, it saps away his healing factor. So then it, it you know, oh, it's so one or the other, right? Exactly, it's one or the other. So he ends up having to, uh, he falls out, you know, kind of thing. Like he he faints, or by the time he's done using it, he's he's 
worthless. Yeah, yeah he, he's spent. Yeah, exactly. Got to reheal. Um, however, he does blow up in, or he doesn't blow up. He burns up in a satellite that's coming back into Earth's orbit, and still survives that, and asks, asks a bunch of fishermen like for some beer, as he's half charred. But we saw him come back from that nitro explosion during Civil, the original Civil oh, yeah. War. He was literally just a metal skeleton, and then he's like, "All right, I need some more beer." So yeah, I guess there you go. That's <laughs> what they need to do. It's like Popeye, Popeye and his spinach, Wolverine and his beer. You know? <laughs> yeah, That's it, the real healing. It's factor. just like I don't know why. Like why would anybody think that dumping molten adamantium on him would have been the thing to kill him? Like obviously. His healing factor was going to keep him alive underneath there, but it didn't. It killed him, according to Persephone. Uh, but I don't know. It, that this just seemed like the ter- a terrible what? death. I like I like that it necessarily wasn't a death. I like that it was. It did take him out. Yeah. Oh, it definitely takes you know, him out so because like, it's adamantium, the hardest material like there he is. He can't carve himself out of that because nope. he can't move his arms. So I think it was slick in the part that it's like, okay, we're going to take him off the board. So you can't kill him because then it becomes like, well, the death of Superman. You know, Kryptonian science saved him. So, you know, whatever. But right, people, right. when fans go nerd rage, I go nerd rage too, but it's okay. <laughs> but when they do that, so I mean, I thought that one was pretty slick. But I mean, again, you do market it as the death of Wolverine. Yeah. So you don't see him die. But then when you do shit like that, where it's like, oh, he fell out from space. <laughs> but it's okay. He poured some beer in himself. And yay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like, uh, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, I mean, with people like Magneto. Polaris, mm. Zorn, Zorn's brother, they all have the same power set. They, magnet, magnetic, you know, they could have easily ripped yeah. that thing open and got him out. That's if, true. You're right, because that's what they advertise when X-Men 2. He's like, I can control the adamantium too. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's how he got the adamantium ripped oh, off his shit, bones before. Right. Yeah, like, Magneto ripped it right off him. So why couldn't Magneto just open up that casket? Get him out. See, everybody's going to start looking at the, like, the X-Men are worthless if you think about it. <laughs> Aunt May's shot. You guys have healers. Nope, nope, nope. We can't do anything. Sorry. Yeah. That's why nobody helps you, X-Men, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> that is true. I always thought that was stupid with the whole Aunt May being shot. But also, uh, it does end. The last panel is uh, Wolverine knocking on Xavier, the Xavier, Institute. The Institute. Yeah, yeah, the Xavier Institute, which I would assume that goes right into Uncanny X-Men, where the return of scott is right so i would play it that, because yeah. it looks like scott in the door doorway oh, no to kidding me. that's what i say it. but i'll check out the panel because i would play it that yeah he knocks at the mansion and no one's there and it makes sense because dissembled all the mutants are gone mm. so that would make sense that he gets there and then it's like oh everybody's mia so he starts tracking scott as we learned in x-men uncanny x-men issue 11 oh okay yeah which yeah, <laughs> it is just a silhouette. So you know, at that point, the writer, artist, whoever, what they were told, he's going to find Scott, and they're just like, they put a version of Scott in the doorway, not, and but it's not definite. Well, this book should have been like five months ago. So yeah, they're probably like, oh, it's, we don't know who will be there, but we'll put somebody. Yeah, yeah exactly. Probably last minute, like, oh shit, make it look, make try to try to do something. <laughs> <laughs> is that a mohawk? <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, so that's finally been completed. Um, Wolverine's been around before the book even was finished. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Savage Sword of Conan issue three is out. Savage Sword of Conan, the original Marvel Years Omnibus is out as well. Um, Solo, a Star Wars adaptation. Then a big book I want to talk about for a couple minutes here. Spider-Man Life Story, part one of six. Uh, Chip Zardaski and Mark Bagley have teamed up. 
They are going to produce. Um, I think I'm going to say it. I think this is going to be the big mini series of the year. Uh, this is going to be awesome because it's going to take a look at Spider-Man aging in real time. So here's this kid back in 1962 gets Spider-Man powers. What is it like with him being, you know, sophomore or junior in high school, and then growing up, going to college, the Vietnam War, stock, you know, all that stuff, all of life happening in our world in the Marvel universe. No more Marvel time. So this is going to be exciting. Uh, if you like this, there's a story I would recommend. DC Comics did an Elseworld with Superman, Batman, and they called it Generations. Uh, luckily, I found that book by accident. Uh, FanQuest back in the day, she was having a her back issue bid and sell, and you know it was like buy one get one free. And I was just searching around, and you know Generations was a four part book, so I was like, oh, I can buy two of them and get the whole story. <laughs> and they were the coolest thing. Because it was, it was like 1939, 1949, 59, and each chapter would be 10 years apart. And you would just see Clark and Bruce as they aged and what their lives brought to them, what the eras brought into them and everything. So I'm very excited to see this. <clears throat> I'm very excited to see this happen with uh, Spider-Man. And I hope it does well to the point where maybe we'll get another miniseries and this time it won't just be Spider-Man, but it will be the Marvel Universe. So I will, I will buy this book if you buy it and you don't like it. Yes. He for throws the, it out there. For all the listeners out so, there. <laughs> Spider-Man first issue... 62. 62. Amazing Fantasy 15, yeah. or But then again, if you do Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man number one, I want to say I think that was 63. I know that it's a comic book, and they probably wanted to... They, they, uh, they might wanted to keep it out of... Especially Spider-Man, keep him out of the controversy and stuff, but you're writing Spider-Man... And it's around that time, and he's of age. Right. Does he join up with the military to go, I mean, with the powers of the spider, like, to go joint to fight in Vietnam? No, no, he never does. Because he was going to take care of Aunt May. Like, I know you've got a war going on and everything like that. But he also, like, he looks up to his Uncle Ben, who obviously fought in a war before that. Well, yeah, and I mean, it is tough. And I think that's what this series is going to talk about. And Flash Thompson talked about it. Flash yeah. Flash joined. Flash joined. But right. Flash... And he went to the Iraq War. And, well, yeah, but originally, he actually, he did go to Vietnam. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Because sliding timeline. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, him and Frank Castle fought together, and then next thing you know, <laughs> he's like, I went to war because of Frank, and then, whatever the cases may be, but... No, I believe I believe they did send uh, uh, Flash to Vietnam, if I remember correctly. And so, I mean, to me, with Pete, I I see him understanding that. I guess, oh man, it's tough because I'm looking at it as a modern person. So, if I try to put myself as an editor in the '60s, do we touch this? No, I don't think you do. I don't think you do. I think you show your support with sending a supporting character, because of like course Flash. you always. You always back the USA, but you can't put those guys in there, mm-hmm. and you can't you can't do it because I think maybe I think I think they learned from even World War II per se because like if you think about it, if you look at some of those World World War II comics, you don't see them liberating the camps because you can't you can't you can't draw that right because somebody's going to read it and it's going to hurt yeah um, and it's not like. Like it, it, it's shell shock, so PTSD has been around, but this is the worst kind. This is like giving the hope that will never come, which comics kind of do. But this is like 
serious, you know, like that's why we never touch comics where it's like, oh, I cured cancer. Right. You know, because why not? Why can't Green Lantern do it? You know, <laughs> well, um, we know Luther can do it, but, yeah, he, but he decides busy, not to. You know? So I think I think as an editor, you play it safe. So you don't put your main character in there. Uh, this was morally ambiguous for the USA. I think that's a safe way to say it. And so, yeah, I think that's how you do it. You send in the supporting character and you justify your main character like by saying that, well, he's got to protect Aunt May. Uh, Spider-Man has to be in New York City because all those soldiers are going away. So he's going to protect the home front, you know, stuff like that. Hey, um, we, we kind of got it. You got um, uh, Hacksaw Ridge with uh, Andrew Garfield. That's... Kind of like uh, <laughs> Spider-Man going to World War Two, right? There you go. We can use the footage and edit it. And there you go. You make that. Holy moly. There it is. So I was laughing at this. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I think, is celebrating its 15th anniversary or something like that. Something that, like that. That scares me because I remember going on a date to that with that movie and then that relationship was years long as well obviously didn't end or didn't last it did end so anyways it's funny because if you think about it it's like oh remember that time the riddler wanted to lose his memories and the hulk and mary jane were the the the, the operators on the machine to help him and crime boss carmine falcone was the one in charge of running it and all this stuff so it's funny because you see all those superhero actors and actresses in it but they weren't back then because it was not a thing but it's just so funny well, to look at it kirsten dunce was already mary jane was she already mary jane yeah, yeah she would have been yeah. yeah so she was so mary jane was there mary jane knew what she was doing hulk didn't <laughs> and, know and he frodo was, was there that's right frodo was there <laughs> you could barely see him but he was there so kate winslet's pretty much the only one okay in, i was gonna that, say that, has she done anything yeah, super I don't heroic think, I don't think, well no she's just in the divergent series so if you take that stuff is no we did take lord of the rings so there, you go. there you go all right <laughs> so yeah that's pretty cool because i don't know i just I, I think what inspired that was when somebody did that that photo manipulation and they had like you know the oh god what was the one was christian bale uh bradley cooper amy adams and um is that the American Hustle? Yeah, American Hustle, but then they had it with Hawkeye, Batman, Lois Lane, and Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> um, I, I know it's, you know, to also think about like Ten Things I Hate About You. That's I've never seen that film. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the Joker and Robin right there. It's it's, it's holy it's, shit! I need to see this film. <laughs> it's, uh, what's his face? Um, Heath, Heath Ledger, Ledger and, and um, J- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, right, Bruce Willis. <laughs> A young Bruce Willis. <laughs> All right, but anyway, so Spider-Man Life Story Issue 1 is out. It's a six-part miniseries. Highly recommend it. I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, Star Wars will be seeing its 63rd issue. Thor Issue 11 will be out, and this will be part of the build-up to the Battle of the Realms. Uh, the comic book I enjoyed today, Uncanny X-Men Issue 14. Damn, it is good. Oh, my God. That book is just awesome. I am so excited that the X-Men are back. Now, I know, of course, clearly I have a bias, but I tell you what, I'm not going to lie. This cover was the reveal of the new team. So, like, um, Cyclops, Wolverine, Banshee, Hope, um, Havoc, and all these other ones. And I remember when they showed us that cover, I puked. I was like, oh, (laughs) man, that team sucks. Dude, that's the best-tasting crow that book is awesome. So pick that one up, especially for that last page, because it has. I'm not going to tell you because you got to. What read was it. the team? What was the team called? Um, okay, so this is Uncanny X Men. So, because I think I saw something on Twitter today about like we almost got an X Men Green team. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Which was uh, Hope, 
uh, Banshee. Oh, are they all going to be Irish based? I bet somebody. Is that, did that what it was? That's what I'm guessing. Wait, Hope is seen... Irish. Well, she's redhead and she wears green. Oh, okay. She is part of the Summers it clan. Was, it was uh, Marrow, and I think it was one probably more... Renee Wolfsbane. No, it wasn't no. Wolfsbane. Siren. It wasn't Siren. It was four people. Huh. It was. It was. It was a bearded. Banshee, which I thought was weird because it looked yeah, like he's, he's it looked like uh, Niles Holder, ah. uh, or is it Calder? Calder. Yeah, Niles Calder. It looked like the chief without his uh, wheelchair and standing up, yeah. but I only knew it was Banshee because he had the Banshee cape. Right. And and then it was Hope, and it was Marrow, and it was one other person. Oh, it was uh, Jono. Um, oh, from the yeah yeah Gen X. Gen X. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's his name? Chamber. Chamber. Thank you. So yeah, I don't think he has. He's not Irish, is he? Yeah, Jono. He's jo- English for sure. Jono stars. He's he's English. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look it up because I was just assuming, oh, maybe somebody did that. Because the Irish. Yeah. Yeah. St. Patty's Day. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll have to check that out. It'll be fun to see. But so anyway, so when they announced Cyclops and Wolverine were coming back to the X-Men, there's going to be a new team, of course, because, you know, why not? And so anyway, so they released the cover and it's got Cyclops and Wolverine in their 90s-esque costumes. We got Magic, Hope, who hasn't joined the team yet, Wolf Spain, um, Havoc, a zombie-looking banshee, um, Danny Moonstar, and Madrix. And huh. it was kind of like, man, that team's going to suck. <laughs> and I'm liking it, though. Like, dude, oh, my God. Because that looks like it's going to suck. But they did such a great job. So I'm enjoying it. So definitely, like, this story has been fantastic. I can't wait for more. Uh, Venom will be seeing its 12th issue, West Coast Avengers issue 9. Wolverine, 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 because Wolverine's part of the Infinity Watch, part two of five. And this Wolverine is not the Wolverine who returned. This Wolverine is from the future. Old man Wolverine infused with the Phoenix Force, strong enough to tell beer to tell Thor to give him beer and stuff like that. <laughs> and then my last book of the week, our back book pick would be X-Men Onslaught Aftermath Trade Paperback. The Onslaught saga was really fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, and this is kind of neat to see how the X-Men adjust to living in a world where national TV has seen Professor Xavier let it go and go crazy. And then this Onslaught wound up killing the Avengers and Fantastic Four. So if there was ever a time where the X-Men were really considered dinguses, that was not their era. So anyways, that's what's out there. That's what's out there. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and start talking about some Green Lanterns then. Uh, as our as our conversation goes on, Kyle Rayner, after, after being rebirthed with the rest of the... Well, <laughs> with, with Hal Jordan mostly. How, rebirth was Hal Jordan. So let's let's paint the scene then. So we're we're at 2003, <coughs> and DC Comics is looking around and they're just trying to figure out what's going on. So they've noticed that they've had great success. Hey, Hal Jordan, he's dead. Let's bring him back. Boom, the Spectre. Day of Judgment was actually one of their better events. And we say um, they, we mean editorial. DC Jeff Comics. Johns. <laughs> well, well, his event. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, DC Editorial is noticing, wow, this Jeff Johns guy did a good job with that one. So that's fantastic. Uh, that launched into the JSA book because Day of Judgment also happened the same time as JSA was launching. So JSA had Sentinel, a.k.a. Alan Scott, a.k.a. the first Green Lantern. So he was a prominent character. People were enjoying that. JSA issue 50 had a big story arc that resulted in Alan Scott taking the name Green Lantern again. 
And that was huge. That was one of their better selling issues. So DC Comics was noticing, hey, you know what? People want more Green Lantern. Uh, John Stewart had been fully restored to being a Green Lantern. Guy Gardner was Guy Gardner. And Kyle Rayner was doing fantastic. He was coming back after being the Ion, but the book was just not doing it. Hal Jordan just wasn't doing it as the Spectre. So they decided, you know what? Let's bring it all back together. People miss the Green Lantern Corps. Justice League, or I'm sorry, actually it wasn't even called that. DC Comics, The New Frontier was released. And in that story, a six-issue Otis, Joy epic? Opus? Opus. Opus, there you go. That's the word. A six-issue Opus written and drawn by Darwin Cook showed us the Silver Age and one of the shining stars of the Silver Age being Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. So that's when DC Comics editorial finally said, you know what? Let's bring him back. So Pete Tomasi was the editor of the books at the time. He, I believe, pitches the story, and then it turns and it is greenlit. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's greenlit, and they decide to say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have... Uh, Ron Mars come back and write the final six issues of Green Lantern. So 177 to 183. That ends the book. Kyle gets his revenge on Major Force. Kyle then goes into space. We don't know when we're going to see him again. JSA has the... Um, I know the trade paperback called is called Lost. I forget what the story... Oh, Redemption Lost. Redemption Lost. It's a, like a three or four issue story. And basically we see how Jordan the Spectre is not in control. And if you go back and look at it, it's kind of cool to see that the covers were by Ethan Van Scriver. And some of the art is playing with the idea that somebody else is in control. And these were written by Jeff Johns. So there it goes. Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Scriver have been picked to be the writer and artist of Green Lantern Rebirth. This comes out in December of 2004. Now, just to paint a bigger picture, where are we in the world in 2004? In comics, because that's what counts. We are dealing with the X-Men being astonishing. So Grant Morrison has left and John Josh Whedon has taken over. DC Comics is deciding to say, hey, let's bring that word back. Crisis. And we get Identity Crisis, one of our favorite stories here at Imagine If. And then it's brother on the other side, brother from another publisher, Avengers Disassembled. A young, pippish Brian Michael Bendis. I almost wanted to call him Mick Bendis for a second. There. <laughs> Brian Bendis goes over and he takes over the Avengers line and has one of the longest and most successful runs on Avengers. So it's time to do it. Green Lantern's back in the saddle. Kyle comes to Earth to warn us and he's letting us know that Parallax is more than just a name. It's a fear entity. And so we get the Rebirth series. So I want to ask you, because I know you were buying comics at this time, were you writing high every month when this issue came out? Like, was this one of your top tier books to read? The, what do you remember the, the about Rebirth Green Lantern book? Rebirth? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I remember really enjoying the this. It was definitely one of the ones that was at the top of the stack when I was when I was buying comics and reading them. Um, I, I loved the idea of getting all four characters back. Uh, right, you know, yeah, because you know, <laughs> you have you have Hal coming back, getting rid of the Spectre. You have John coming back. Uh, instead of being a dark star, well, no, he was a Green Lantern at this time. He actually, well, yeah, yeah, because Kyle of the cartoon. And, yeah. Well, yeah, the cartoon is essentially what brought him back. So the comics had done it too, right? So you know, but we, but we, I mean, I just mean like the idea of him being a dark star is not around anymore. Is it Dark Hawk? Well, they were dark stars. Dark stars. Okay. Yeah. So that I mean, that's not around. He's going to be a or he's a Green Lantern again, and then yeah. uh, and then uh, was it uh, guy gets the warrior <laughs> stuff just burned out of him? He gets the warrior beaten out of him. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then you also get, which one of my favorite things is uh, the return of the guy uh, Batman one punch fight. Oh yes, because <laughs> this is Guy's chance to get the the one punch in on Batman and knock him down. Because that's that's yeah. what happened last time, right? Is Batman comes in and how your guys like look i'm i know you're batman you think you're tough but i'm the toughest guy and then bam one punch and he's down this time guy's like oh i'm not i don't have my back turned you're not gonna sucker punch me and he punches him and takes takes batman out i think it happens one more time later down later down the line but i don't know if i was reading the comics at the time well i know they definitely played with it and like they, they talked more about it but yeah it was just so neat to see that when even when Hal punches Batman and then you see Guy lighting up behind him like, ah! <laughs> but man, I tell you, I, I love this book so much. I bought every comic print, like first print, second. I think the first issue got five prints, even the, the after Watchmen or what's next. <laughs> I even bought that one. Uh, issue two got three printings. Issue three got two printings and the rest continued on. But man, I could not wait at the time, I'm living in Flagstaff. You know, Diane was sending me my comics, and man, I would be at the post office. I'd miss class. I was like, "Fuck that shit! I ain't learning," you know. And then I, I would tear open that box to read the newest issue of Green Lantern. I loved it. That stuff was awesome. Rebirth was huge. And I mean, then you had someone pulling out uh, Hal's casket, right? Was it the Was it the Green Kyle. Lantern? Was it Kyle? Yeah, that's Kyle. right. Because he, he was in that that ship, and he crash lands in the desert. So it's like an it's, it's like a, an homage to yeah, exactly. Showcase twenty two. And, you know, we see that's the coffin of Parallax and Hal's in there and all that stuff. But it was just so cool because if you go back and you look at some of the art, even on some of the covers, you can see the new lantern symbols. Yeah. So, like, they were already planting seeds. Um, Black Hand is in here, and this is where he loses his hand. Um, <clears throat> just building up so much great stuff. Kyle had some cool moments. And I got to say, because obviously Hal Jordan becomes Parallax. So the first time Hal and Kyle really meet is Green Lantern issue zero. They have a close bonding moment, but then, of course, they got to fight because that's what's going on. Then there's the Parallax view, and that's the storyline where Hal's kind of like, you know what, Kyle? You should be the Green Lantern. You're doing a great job. Then we see the crossover between Marvel and DC. They meet one more time. Uh, the annual, as we talked about last or two episodes ago, you know, where, where Hal's like, hey, I saved, I saved Alex. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Um, and then obviously do the whole specter thing, but this one, green lantern rebirth issue five, I believe the handshake. Yeah. That was the best way to do it. And I love that. Even Hal's like, look, I know who you are. Hal Jordan, green lantern. Nice to meet <laughs> nice you. Nice to meet you. Kyle Rayner, green lantern. Nice to meet you. And it was just so cool. It was the fucking coolest thing, man. I, I literally would just stare at that page. and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Because, <laughs> This that moment, Johns did it because it's funny when people like, and especially when we would talk about that stuff, like, oh, if they make a Green Lantern film, what are you gonna do? Who would you pick? How would it go? And it's like, if they made a Green Lantern film, unfortunately, you're only gonna please uh, a quarter I'm, of the people, yeah, you know, because it's always of the four, it's always, yeah, who would it be? It's so split up, yeah, and it, so 75% of your population is gonna be mad, but that page, that comic showed us that no. When you do Green Lantern, you should just do Green Lantern Core. Yeah. And you could have all of them and we'd all be happy. Yeah. You know, and like that just that gave me so much hope. <laughs> it was such a great thing. Uh then the books continued on. We we finally got a new volume of Green Lantern. Uh that was more now it was Hal Jordan centric. 
And then we had Green Lantern Corps. Yep, so we had Green Lantern Corps Recharge. Now, I missed the boat on that. I didn't read it when it first came out. I was reading that one. What did you think? I liked it. I liked it a lot, but that. But then again, I'm a, I'm a Kyle fan. I think that was the Kyle... Um, that was his book, yeah. Kyle and uh, Guy book, wasn't it? Yes. And then you had um, John go have his own book, too. What, didn't he have... Um, well, John was MIA for the longest time. I thought he... Oh, he was with the Justice League. Well... I don't remember if he was with the Justice League right away. I, I know it kind of did alternate between the two, but John was MIA because right, like even when all this stuff was going on, because we had one year later and how was, um, because there really was no Justice League, huh. you know? And, and so where's the, so what was the book that he got that where he was like, um, I want to say he was like a, not a color guard. Cause that's what, um, guy was. Yeah, Honor was, Guard. Yeah, Honor Guard. Yeah, it was a. There was a. There was another book where he was a, a special type of Green Lantern, wasn't he? Oh, are you talking when they were the the dark or something like that? They would they would eat those discs and no, they, no? not the core or the corpse. The green, I think it was. Is that what it was? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what it was, but I remember him. Ha- I thought I remember him have. He had the third book. I thought that was well, three books at a time. Well, so at first you had you had Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps, and Green Lantern was partially shared a little bit with John because that's where he finally made his first appearance after being gone for so long. Okay, um, because people were worried, like, "Oh my God, did he die in the crisis?" You know, like what happened? Um, so he popped up there, and then luckily the Green Lantern books went huge because then we had the big crossover for the Sinestro Corps War, and that was a big moment for me. I Sinestro enjoyed Corps that. was before Blackest Night. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was a great I one. Think Blackest Night was the last thing I read then. Probably because that's when it got too big. Yeah. That's when everything got too big because Sinestro Core War was great. Um, well, okay. So actually, speaking of the third book, there was the Ion book, and we were just talking about this before we recorded. So, you know, Green Lantern's getting big. They're experimenting, like, hey, maybe we could have multiple titles. So Green Lantern Green Core Green Lantern Core was working. Uh, they they made a maxi series, so that means it was twelve issues long. Ron Mars came back and wrote Ion. That's when... And that's when Kyle became the Torchbearer. Well, not he was the Torchbearer, but it was used Ion the Torchbearer. Right. And that was that series. And, and that's then, when he had that starry look to him on his face yeah. and his costume. And But then you he passes... At the end, he says, I don't want to be Ion anymore. He gives it over to Sodom Yet, right? Well, that was during Sinestro Corps War. Oh. So at this point, because they still don't know about the entities yet. Because he's the ion, and that's why when the Sinestro Core War special happens, Sinestro grabs Kyle because Kyle doesn't realize that he has the ion well inside him. Mm-hmm. So that's the first time we see and that. And you see it get pulled out of him. Yep. So he rips it right out of him. He infects him with parallax, and Kyle's at an emotional low because during the ion book, his mom died. And we thought she died of natural causes, just sickness. No, it turns out it was Despotellus. Despotelis infected his mom and killed her. Mm. So that was Sinestro saying, hey, remember right. when you shot all those fucking arrows in my back and you made that scar? I kill your mom for that. <laughs> Sinestro don't fuck around. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Ion had that book. He comes back to the Lanterns. The Sinestro Core War was very traumatizing for him. Hal and Kyle team up. They beat the shit out of Sinestro. Kyle, like you said, was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I don't want to be that powerful. So the Ion winds up going over to Sodom Yat, kind of giving him a moment in the sun, which unfortunately wasn't capitalized on. Yeah. Uh, the end of the Sinestro Core War did lay the groundwork for Blackest Night because issue 25 of Green Lantern ends and we see... The Anti-Monitor shot off to Yasmult, I think the world was. No, that was the Red Lanterns. 
He shot off to whatever, Sector 666. That's the Osmo. That's, that's, that is? That's where the Red Lanterns are. Oh, okay. So anyways, so we, we see the, the Black Lantern rise. And then you so see the first hand stick out of the ground. And yeah. You don't know who it belongs to. Uh, and then the stories will basically lead through the colors. So we'll see all of them get their moments in the sun. Kyle was definitely a mainstay in the um, Green Lantern Corps book, and this developed his relationship with Sorenek. Oh, God, what's her name? Was it just Sorenek? Sorenek Natu. Natu, there we go. Sorenek Natu, the, who we later on find out is the daughter of Sinestro. That's right. Um, so it, it, the book continues on. We do get the third book, Green Lantern Emerald Warriors. I don't know if that was ringing a bell or not. And then this leads us into The Blackest Night. Do you have any big memories you remember of Kyle during The Blackest Night? Anything that popped out to you? I don't have big memories of Kyle during Blackest Night. And that, that's that's upsetting to me. Like, I feel like I should have memories of him during that. I, I have, I mean, obviously I have memories of how and, and what he yeah. did. And he, him, I, I feel like he's the one that, that stormed in with the, the rings of the different colors and gave them to the different Justice League members and stuff like that. Uh, obviously you had Superman wearing a, uh, a black ring because he was dead, right? Yeah, he was dead, so that's why they were able to take him. Yeah. Uh, did Batman have a black ring? <coughs> so we did see, we saw a Batman with a black ring um, because we didn't know Batman was dead, so they play it safe. But that's yeah, right. you did see a black lantern right. Batman because he was the one, because that's why, uh, oh shit, William Hand, the black hand was holding the Batman skull and then it, it spit out all the rings, and that's when they captured people. So, like, Superboy, Connor Kent, uh, Impulse, well, Bart Allen, Kid Flash, Superman, and all the other heroes who have died, and it helped to make them Black Lanterns. Mm-hmm. And two of the rings went after Barry and Hal. And luckily, Barry just outran them. Like, he took them to the future. So, yeah. But, yeah, Kyle at that point was big in the Green Lantern core book. So the Green Lantern core book focused more on, on what was going on in space. So it was pretty wild moments because we actually saw um, – so we, we finally get the Kyle Sorenek relationship. Uh, Jade comes back as a Black Lantern, oh, which right. is one of one of Kyle's big girlfriends. Because she died during uh, – Infinite Crisis. Infinite Crisis, yeah, that's she right. she died in that because that's partly what helped him to get the ion powers back. Because she gave the star heart back. That's right. Um, so that that did that. And then they had the big moment. I remember that when they had the fridge floating in space. So they actually toyed with the idea of Black Lantern Alex DeWitt. So that was huge. That was scary. Um, Kyle died. I remember that much. He got just beaten to a pulp. And just as he was about to die, that's what triggered Guy to go angry and become a Red Lantern. But then luckily the Green Lanterns overcome those things. Uh, we did get to see Red Lantern guy with a chainsaw. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> so luckily Kyle lives. Uh, they make it to Earth. They help beat the shit out of Necron and the Black Lanterns and defeat it all. The White Lantern arrives in the form of Sinestro, which I was bummed about. I was really hoping for Hal to get more screen time <laughs> as a White Lantern. Well, because to me, like, I don't know. And it's so funny because like, and again, this is me now putting something on a pedestal. Don't you feel like the White Lantern should be like the most powerful? I mean, it's the life entity, so it seems like it, but right? I don't know. Oh, we never seen much. I mean, yeah, honestly, I, I feel like it's 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 more of a a namesake than it is a power. Good way to phrase it. I like that because yeah. it's true. It's like ooh, 
But what does it really mean? Yeah, exactly. It's like the gluten. What <laughs> is the gluten? No, I, I'm not making fun. And then, know. and then, I mean, you go from blackest night into white, whitest day, or brightest day. Brightest day. Thank you, whitest yeah. day. Uh, brightest day, and and then so you have Kyle running around with a, a white a white lantern ring. And, well, not off at the first. So well, he's trying to get away from it, right? Or he doesn't want to wear it. That's going to be later. Uh, uh, now you're going new fifty two. Oh, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Dead Man. Dead Man yeah, had Dead had Man it. was going through all that stuff, which Brightest Day did break my heart because it felt like it was like ooh, and it was a beautiful story for Dead Man, but it just it felt First like at the last ever. minute like editorial was like yeah 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 dead man sounds good okay yeah yeah oh swamp thing first thing the first time i ever uh first time i ever knew that dead man was just wearing a mask that he could never take off no kid no <laughs> I, I thought that was, his, was i thought he was thing, a white huh? white looking face ghost face but no he takes it off it's a normal looking dude and he was like what the <laughs> uh and then you got what him falling in love with dove who's yes. a ghost and then you have the hawks turning into spirits and oh that was so cool when they became elementals yeah they had the so air the elementals, hawks became yeah. the elementals firestorm fire martian man under earth <laughs> and um what do we got left water aquaman aquaman that's right because yeah. he was dead yeah he was dead during black's night brightest day brought him back to life same with martian man under same with the hawks and i guess technically same with firestorm because huh. they all were they were all dead or killed by Blackest Night, then they were brought back. They were brought into the Elementals, which, oh, man, going into the toys, DC Direct. So DC Direct was doing some cool stuff. They were like, yeah, let's make the Blackest Night action figures. Let's make the Brightest Day action figures. And I was like, how did they not make White Lantern Dead Man? How did they not make the Elemental versions of the the heroes? heroes yeah. You know, Because the Fantastic Four, that's kind of where a lot of people are like, oh, it's they are the Elementals too. You yeah. Know? I was like, oh, that would have been so cool. <laughs> you could still do it. I mean, you still could. I'd buy. Just letting you know, DC. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so that story ended. We went next into the War of the Green Lantern. So now the Emerald Knights book is launched, and this is more of the Guy Gardner-focused book. So you've got at least three titles of Green Lantern going on. But then the universe changed. It's new, new 52. 52. But so, it also seemed, seemed like the, the New 52 universe didn't affect the green lanterns all that oh, much. oh no because at the time jeff johns jeff and grant morrison yeah. were writing batman and green lantern it's like fuck no you will not destroy our epics but the after after the new 52 you had uh uh how without a ring right he yes was, so he, he, he got yeah during the war of the green lanterns they they punished him for killing a guardian so they took away his ring sinestro became a member of the green lantern he, Corps. he gets avin sir's original ring which is the one how was wearing yeah, and so and then he goes and gives Hal a ring, a ring yeah. made from his ring. So then he can Hal control can, it. Yeah, <laughs> he can control Hal. Yep. And so once once the new fifty two happens, that's Sinestro's might. I think the story was called. And so that was happening in the Green Lantern book. Uh, we had Red Lanterns was launched as its own book. So we got to see the adventures of Atrocitus and the Red Lanterns. And then eventually you get. Uh, Guy is the leader of the Red Lanterns, don't yes. you? Yeah, later on down the road. Um, Green Lantern Corps was launched, and that was more a Jon Stewart book. And then you have Green Lantern, the New Guardians, another brand new title. And that was Kyle's book. That was Kyle's book. That's, yeah. the, I mean, that's, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was basically trying to run away from the fact that all these rings were coming at him. And so we had a member from each of the Lantern Corps go that for some reason their rings duplicate and they start going to Kyle. And 
it was kind of it was actually a really neat story arc because the the books at the time were leading up um so everything was leading to if i remember correctly i i know the trade is called the end but i think it was wrath of the first lantern was the story so that's where we learn about balthum who is famous for the earth three green lantern power ring. Uh, power ring because that's where the by the power of Volthoom, that's where we get that phrase from so john's and company and you know at the time you've got jeff john's writing paul jenkins tony bedard um i think pete tomasi was still on glc so those four gentlemen are writing the books they're working together and this is huge because we haven't seen green lantern be this powerful in terms of publishing and periodicals since the early 90s so this is massive that we've got four green lantern books um, Jeff Johns is realizing, you know, with the Green Lantern movie happening, he's probably going to start doing more with Hollywood. So he's going to leave Green Lantern. Uh, he leaves it with issue 19. So that meant that issue 19 of all the Green Lantern related books, because at the time, New 52 put all the comics at the same number. Right. So you could keep a better track of your comics, I'm thinking. I'm hoping, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, but it did help keep publishing on track, which was hard for Jeff Johns. No offense to him. But, you know, issues were getting late. You know, there'd be some times oh, yeah. where you're like, oh, there's a six-month gap between these. Okay, cool. Um, so anyway, so he steps off the book. Everybody else steps off the book as well. Um, but before Tony Bedard leaves Green Lantern, the new Guardians, he puts Kyle on this quest. And it was so neat to basically see Kyle have to start learning how to control all the other rings. Master Rage, you know, own Avarice know his fear and i'm sure i'll come up with other cool slogans for the other emotions but he does it feel he, his love know, feel his love uh touch his compassion and have hope yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh so he does it and then all the rings come together and they become the white lantern i thought that was neat i really dug kyle as the white lantern i enjoyed his costume i was sad that we didn't get the oath um but it put kyle in a really neat place then the books are, are shuffled. New writers come in. Um, I found it weird. I don't know if you were reading this or not, but they decided Carol and Kyle would team up, which is fine. But then they tried to force them into a relationship. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't reading. Oh, this is the yeah, This is my gap here. Uh, yeah, that's smart idea. <laughs> it seems it seems weird. It seems well, especially like when issue nineteen ends and you see an old couple holding hands. And it's Carol, or it's Carol and Hal, and you're like, and then the next issue, Hal, I'm leaving you. I'm gonna go with Kyle. We're gonna go check out the universe, and it was gross. Yeah, eventually they get back together. Well, we haven't seen it yet, so I hope your eventually comes true. <laughs> yeah, the future is always the future. Yeah, the future is always the future. Uh, but anyway, so the so books. Oh, go ahead. We also got. I mean, somewhere in here, we're gonna get. We're gonna get Green Lantern. Two point or two eight one four point five Simon Baz. Oh yeah, yeah. So yes, uh, Simon Baz comes along. He's the newest Green Lantern, so he took that title away from Kyle. Kyle's no longer the rookie. All right. Uh, so yeah, we get we get him right before the Wrath of the First Lantern. So one year into the New Fifty Two, uh, because then they did the Zero. So issues. whose ring did he get? He got, I think he got the ring that Sinestro wore. Okay, so, so Sinestro drops his Green Lantern ring. Yeah, and so he, he's done with it. He's stripped of being a Green so Lantern. So he gets the Abin Sur ring. Well, no. So the Abin Sur ring's gone. It's been gone for a good Has time. Has it? Yeah. Oh, I thought because he... technically you could argue the Abin Sur ring. So this is tough. Um, that stuff used to matter, and yeah. I think it should be important. 
But but it was someone else's ring before Abin Sir. Well, and it was, and that's what could have been neat, like you know, because like shouldn't that be a relic, the first ring that was forged? Yeah. Like it should. I mean, to me, and but anyways, like how how stopped even wearing Abin Sir's ring after a while because they tried to play with this theory. Okay, so back in the late the mid to late eighties, Action Comics became a weekly comic book. So they were putting it out every week. This thing was insane. And Green Lantern was one of the headliners. And so Green Lantern faces this guy called Lord Malvolio. (laughs) And he looks like a fucking... He looks like Alan Scott drawn to be the Incredible Hulk. He's just thick. He's wearing a little cape too, which was weird. (laughs) He crushes Hal's hand and ring. So Hal manages to like escape. He forms his own makeshift bow and arrow shoots Lord Malvolio in the chest, thanks to Ollie, and like he steals the ring and flies away. So he's wearing Lord Malvolio's ring. So people thought maybe that would be the excuse as to why Hal Jordan went crazy. And it never got touched on again. It never did. That story just never went anywhere. But Hal's ring, which if we want to pretend it was still Aubin Sir's ring, goes to Kyle. So Kyle still had that ring for the longest time. Was it? Yeah, because remember Parallax Hal? He comes down and he steps on a ring and then Gamblet puts his hand in the sand and reforms it and he's like, this will do. It'll oh, be. okay. So yeah, and that's why Hal was the only person because Kyle's ring was DNA locked. For some reason, that became a thing. So Kyle could wear his ring and even if somebody smacked him upside the head, took the ring off and put it on, they couldn't use it because it was only Kyle DNA. Right. But then Hal could use it and it's like, why? <sighs> because comics <laughs> you do jazz hands so anyways, yeah but yes you're right simon baz comes along he becomes the new lantern um very controversial which was great because he represents a brand new community that needs representation um but he carries a gun which was interesting but if you read his origins it's crazy I and mean, you can't really blame the guy uh he gets to be the new green lantern for like all of maybe a year <laughs> because then we get jessica cruz during the the dark, dark side. side well, no, she comes around. We see her during the Forever Evil story. That's right. Because we, we do get the Earth 3 version of Hal Jordan, New 52 style, powering. He is murdered by Parallax-fused Sinestro. So the Ring of Balthoom travels around and finds Jessica. So Jessica becomes the new powering. Power Ring. She actually does join the JSA. And during the Dark Side War, That's she, when, she, yeah, she proves herself. She dies, but then a Green Lantern ring comes and it resuscitates her, and, and she stores alive. her, doesn't it? It's, and that's why doesn't Cyborg have to go find her uh, when he's not inside of Grid? Something like that. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, like there was something like he goes in there and he's like, "Hey, you know," he manages to break through the AI and he's like, "Hey, you gotta not let that ring control you." find yourself and she does she overcomes her anxiety because that was her big thing her yeah. big issue she's very anxious because that power ring is kind of crazy it talks oh that ring talks to you yeah, yeah. it's it's That's it's mean. almost parasitic it's symbiotic kind of thing yeah, it's, it's, it's a monster um so she's now green lantern 2814.6 sure something like that <laughs> sure, well, yeah no you're right she would be six because you had the four and then five and six yeah so she becomes gl so Earth. just for one sector of one planet in one sector of the of space, it has six Green Lanterns. Yep, that's crazy. That is nuts. It is crazy nuts. But they're but all as great. we found out in Blackest Night, Earth is actually the center of the universe. Yeah, not Oa. Earth is important. People. <laughs> you need to recognize. Um, I I just gotta say, I think it was. I think it's great that there's more, but it does get tough because 
where do you put all those lanterns? And then it's going to get even, we even have more. This year alone, or I guess, no, actually this year in, in Young Justice, the revival we book, we have teen the Latin, Teen Lantern. Which we don't, I mean, we've only had two issues, maybe three issues now? Yeah, three issues. And well, and she's tough. Does she count? We don't know. We you have, she hasn't. The two issues I've read, she hasn't come out of her construction, her construct yet. So we have no idea if she actually has a ring or if she's just doing something else. Yeah, and then, and I don't know if this is going to be main DC continuity or not, but um, we're going to get another young Teen Lantern, a, a young Asian boy. Um, I don't think they've told us his name, or I'm not too sure. But in those in those graphic in those novels, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Adult novels. Yeah. There's going to be a, a lantern in there as well. So well, I wonder, will he come into comics publication as well? That'll so be interesting. I know that we don't really have a Blue Lantern Corps anymore. It's only um, Saint Walker left, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. Where's our? Is the the Violet Lantern still around? So let's see. Okay, if we go through the checklist of the colors, so the Black Lanterns are done. Um, uh, Black Hand was coming around. He had a couple story arcs. Uh, last, I believe, they left him in the source wall, so I don't think we're going to see him until somebody decides but to use him but again. the source wall is broken. Eh, it happens. <laughs> um, the White Lanterns, pff, that was a great experiment that failed. But actually, going back to uh, Green Lantern, the New Guardians, that became Kyle's book. We saw him adventuring as the White Lantern with Carol as, as his star sapphire friend, girlfriend. Um, that book ended... And we had seen Kyle make five white lanterns. He separated his ring into five white lantern rings. So there's five white lanterns out there, but who knows if they're ever going to be see publication again. Um, the, the, what, the one thing I thought was cool, whatever the, I think it was issue 40 was the last issue. When they did the cover, they did it as an homage to, G, to Green Lantern issue 51, the first Kyle cover. So that was pretty neat. So if you ever collect and you put those two to each other. Um, so the White Lanterns are pretty much kaput, but there are five rings out there, so we don't know if we'll see them again. Uh, let's see. Red Red Lanterns are still out there doing their thing. They're being assholes. Atrocitus is back to full power and in control of the Red Lanterns. The Yellow Lanterns, Sinestro is back in control and very much doing his thing with them. Uh, Agent Orange, we haven't seen him, but that doesn't mean he's gone. We just haven't seen him. Uh, the Blue Lanterns, as you said, yeah, they got decimated and destroyed. And luckily, when Kyle gave up being the White Lantern in the Rebirth book, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, Kyle gave up the White Lantern power and it, it, it separated itself back into the Seven Rings and one of them went back to St. Walker. So St. Walker is the lone blue lantern. Uh, I hope they do something more. And if anything, just pitching this at idea, what if they do take Kyle and say, okay, hey, since we've got all these lanterns, doesn't make them special, let's make them a blue lantern. What, how do you feel about that? Like Maybe Kyle gets Earth's to be Blue Lantern. Earth's yeah. good, I, I mean, that's fine with me. Like that's on. That, I guess that's kind of what I was getting at. Is that you have way too many people as Green Lanterns for Sector Two Eight One Four. There needs to be, uh, yeah. Instead other of the, there could be lanterns, lanterns, but let it be the other. Yeah, colors. I mean, we already saw Guy as a Red Lantern for the longest time. Yeah, I mean, uh, give it to. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. See, I don't want. I would. I'd say give them. Give it to someone else. From Earth as the Red Lantern in Sector 2814. But then I guess that would be Daxstar, technically. That is true. He is an Earth cat. He is an Earth cat. Um, but then that doesn't solve the problem of too many Green Lanterns for Earth. Well, no. Well, so, okay, let, let's go into that. If if it could, you can put the, 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 the four guys. Because we're going to keep Simon. Well, actually, no, Simon. I don't think Simon works as a Green Lantern. No. I mean, they've, they've played with this idea that he has Emerald Sight. 
and things like that. But Green Lanterns. So let me, I guess, finish up with that. So DC did the New 52. Uh, they tried different publishing agendas. During the time of the Convergence story arc, uh, DC Comics proper was actually moving from New York to California. Uh, they did the Convergence event, which was I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty decent. Um, now DC Comics lives in Burbank, California. Uh, they tried a publishing event called DCU, which was going to focus more on representation and things like that. So books did get canceled. So New Guardians and Red Lanterns was canceled. Green Lantern Corps and Green Lantern were still happening. And DC as a whole decided, hey, you know what? Let's have Rebirth happen, which DC Universe Rebirth happened. Uh, I think it was great. I'm enjoying it. Um, so all the books were relaunched. We had Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, which focused on the four gentlemen, Hal, Guy, Kyle, and John, and the rest of the Green Lantern Corps. And then you had Green Lanterns, which was the buddy cop book for Simon and Jessica. Real great growth for those characters. All of this stuff is available in trade paperback hardcover if you wish. Um, but anyways, that book got canceled, and so did Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. And right now, if we're looking at Green Lantern stuff, the only thing we have is the Green Lantern, which is Hal Jordan. Right. We do see Jon Stewart as Green Lantern in Scott Snyder's Justice League, but right now we don't have anything with Guy or Kyle. Uh, recently, Guy Gardner had a big moment in Doomsday Clock, but again, that's just a maxi-series, nothing major there. And Jessica's over with J- Justice League Odyssey. That's right, thank you. She's over with the Odyssey group, so she's exploring the vast depths of space with Darkseid. Um, and I think that's it. So that's the only three we're seeing. So yeah, what do you do? So that because yeah, Simon me- decided to give up or like go away or something like that. He's taking time for himself. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was reading. I think I think that was the beginning of the Odyssey book too, or it's a different book. Probably that that probably it, be where it might have been. On yeah, he's just, he's just like oh, I need to I need to go. He pulled the Kyle. He's like I need to go away. I need to collect my thoughts. <laughs> so so all right. So that tells me then that you're probably gonna keep Hal. John and Jessica's Green Lanterns. You got the new kids. You can play with that. That's okay because they're Teen Lantern. So that doesn't mean green. So what do you do with Guy, Kyle, and Simon? What like change the color? Where? How do you do it? So do? I would say that like I just don't know enough about Simon, but I feel like uh, putting him with the compassion, like taking a, taking us take taking out the whole being an ex-criminal thing that the compassion ones did. Right. Uh, just being like someone that has the capacity for great compassion, like give that to Simon. Uh, yeah. Put, put, put Kyle with hope. And, and you said guy was a, was a violet, violet lantern. Right. So mm-hmm. just put him back there with love. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I, I do agree. Actually, that's the route I would have gone with. Um, um, Oh, gosh. Uh, with Simon, I, I think that's the great core to put him in. Uh, definitely let him play with that because you don't have to do the criminal element. I think that was kind of goofy, but I like the compassion, and compassion is a hard thing. It's a very, very hard thing, so I think that's a great one to pick. Um, Kyle as the Blue Lantern, yeah, I want to see I want to see him and Simon. I want their book. I would totally be buying that one. Even though I'm cutting back, I would totally buy that book. I think that would be great. And then it comes down to Guy Gardner, and I like your twist. I think that's great. Hey, let's 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 put him in touch with his love. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I mean, that's it, it's. I think it's un, it's unfortunate not to to have a lot to do with these other color rings, especially with the entities. Like I was, that was one of the things that I thought was really cool about um, 
the the Lantern War mm-hmm. is that or was it no Sinestro Core War? Well, yeah, the Sinestro Core. We got the Ion in yeah, uh, Ion and Parallax. Parallax. So then you, we, then we found out about the bull that was enraged. Oh, and the Raven, the the Ravager, Ra- Ravager. I think that's what they call. I don't it. remember I the Marauder. The Marauder. I don't know. That's the Superman Doomsday yeah. Batman thing. It doesn't matter. Uh, but you had a bull. You had uh, the Predator for love. The Predator and. Pliloseth for the compassion. It doesn't matter. Just the different entities. A dare for I, the blue lanterns. I, I just want to see those things. <laughs> uh, see what that all meant. What was that going to happen? What happens when all all five, five seven, six, seven of them, Biff, yeah, yeah, when they come get together. together, you know, kind of. <laughs> well, thing. you know, you're right. Like he, Jeff Johns opened Pandora's box. He really did. I mean, it is wild that for you know since 1959 with Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps appearing. That we only had three colors really played with, you know the the Green Lanterns, the Yellow Ring of Sinestro, and the Star Sapphires. And I love how it all came together and 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 hit its epic with Blackest Night. I think there's still tons more to mine, and I wish they would. I really wish like bring the entities back and let's see what happens. What happens when you wear two rings? Does it change you? Who controls what? You know, and maybe you don't even have to bother with the whole checks and balances. I don't care. Finally, <laughs> give us the orange and white oaths. And let's just see some more well, action. And know? I know one of our mutual friends re- was really upset by this. Uh, Jeetzy, he, he wanted to know a long time ago what would happen if uh, Alan Scott was ever near a Blue Lantern. Yes. And we were told at a Comic-Con that, oh, you're going to find that out real soon. And guess what? Oh, yeah. It never well, happened. So it's funny. I was I was telling Rafa about this. So I'll share it here. I think this one's funny. So the last time I went to San Diego Comic-Con... Um, it was 2009. That's when we all went and we, we did that big thing. Uh-huh. And we were staying at the hotel. They were pimping the Green Lantern movie. Yep. It was the 50th anniversary of Green Lantern, at least Hal Jordan in the sci-fi era. So I was it, like, that was the year. Like I broke into Comic-Con. Like I had to make that fake pass to get in because <laughs> I didn't want to miss the Green Lantern panel. But anyways, the days I did have tickets for, when I went, they had an artist spotlight for, Arvin, for Ivan Reyes. Reyes? Rise. Reyes, Rise. And um, I was like, oh, I got to go. I mean, you got to support this guy. I mean, this guy lives over in, I think, South Brazil. Yeah. yeah, definitely South America. So he's not going to be here all the time. So, yeah, let's go. And I went, and there were like maybe 15 people at his panel. I was like, damn, that wow. was kind of sad. And the minute he started talking, he mentioned Green Lantern. It's like all of a sudden, bam, you just got swarmed. You could see everybody sitting at the edge of their seat clutching some comic book, something Green Lantern to have him sign. And of course, why not? I mean, sure. And so anyways, he, he talks about how he broke into comics, the, his love of comics and everything. And he's just such an awesome guy. And he was there with Joe Prado, who is his inker, another fellow artist, and his manager. And it was just great watching the banter between those two. You could tell their friends it was fun. And so then they put themselves out there and they're like, yeah, here's our story. Okay, what questions do you have? Nothing? Nothing. Oh. So I said, fuck it. So I walk up to the microphone. I'm like, hey. Thank you for everything you've done so far. I appreciate it. your art is just beautiful. It's fantastic stuff. So what's next? What is coming from you after Blackest Night? And he's just so happy that somebody asked the question. He's like, Secret Origin 2. It's going to focus on Sinestro. And then he looks over at Eddie Berganza, who was an editor for DC at the time. And Eddie's just kind of like, fuck. And it's <laughs> like, oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you that. But yeah, that's what's going to happen. 
And again, this is, you know, before the media age really took over and stuff like that. So nobody gives two shits. But I'm just like, Secret Origin 2? This is going to be fantastic. Oh, my God. Yep. Thanks to New 52, a lot of stories just got kaputted. Yep. So, yeah. So there there it is. So somewhere there exist pages that will tell us Secret Origin 2, Fall of Sinestro. So, yeah. That all right, a crazy moment. so that's uh, it's essentially where we're at right now with all the Green Lanterns. Um, how is the is the Hal Jordan book by Grant Grant Morrison worth buying? Oh yes, the Green Lantern. Um, it's kind of interesting because it's funny that the fact that it's called the Green Lantern, and I know a lot of Hal fans were like, "Yeah, that's right," because we're the best. And of course, all the other fans are like, "Fuck you guys," because <laughs> uh, we always take shit, right? But anyways, <laughs> I like that Jeff Johns explained. He's like, "It's not the fact that it's the Green Lantern; it's the fact that it's the." green lantern right it's all about being a green lantern so he talks about how it was yeah like there'd be the blue light so back in like in england in like the 40s there was a movie called the blue light or the blue police box and basically like it talked about that so like dr who like his his uh whatever that thing's called police box his tardis box. yeah tardis so it's kind of like yeah these guys are the tardis carriers of the dc universe and i think it's been great uh we're five issues in fucking amazing book uh, the artist, and I'm shooting myself. I, I don't know his name off the top of my head. His art is so detailed. And by the way, like if you're fans of like those horror mags, um, like the Vampirella, the Heavy Metal, those magazines and stuff like that, Liam Sharp, there we go. Liam Sharp, I believe he used to draw for that stuff. He is now doing this comic, and he is bringing that game. Because I never read those books, but sometimes you just look at him, you're like, fuck, man, that stuff is poster worthy. <laughs> yes, man, every page has been poster worthy. So yeah, like I said, we're five issues deep. Go get them or wait for the trade paperback to come out, but definitely get it. Uh, support John Stewart as well. Justice League has been fantastic. He's got great moments there. And we wait for the other Lanterns to come. Oh, and support Jessica, part of the Justice League Odyssey group. So, you know, the other three, I hope to see them soon. All right. But you do got to admit... It is a great time to be a Green Lantern fan. It's always a great time to be a Green Lantern fan. But definitely since 2004, it's been fantastic because we have just had 15 years of growth. That's right. Except for that pesky movie that got in the way. But yeah. damn, there was a good cartoon. You know, and there was Green Lantern the animated series was fantastic. They're going back to that now, like the like talking about that movie. It's it's like it's hit the moratorium that you can talk about stuff behind. There's a lot of discussion about like how the the movie that was written was a lot different. And the movie that was made was a lot different than what we got. Oh, um, I bet. Once again, Warner Brothers kind of stepping in and meddling a little too much is what we've seen in a lot of the latest DC movies uh, up until Aquaman, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that it's it's unfortunate that they changed up what was, I guess, Jeff Johns is one of his original first takes on that on that script. Either way, uh, it, it probably isn't. It wouldn't have been as bad as it, it it ended up being. No, I can agree with that because, um, and I remember sharing this with Rafa when when you were reading Green Lantern at that time, it was so cool to see that last page, and it would be like, "This is Jeff Johns at the Burbank Studios." Oh, today we're shooting Green Lantern. Yeah. And we just did the scene, and it was great. You guys are gonna be so happy. I know Jeff Johns doesn't lie to us, and I not I, often. I, I, I want to see <laughs> Alan Scott Blue. <laughs> no, but uh, I. I wanted, I, I believed the man. And I mean, I, I was hurt when I saw that movie when it first came out. I was like, oh man, because it became a typical Warner Brothers superhero film. Yeah. And we, um, and you know, we, we've met, we met him pers- in person. Like, oh, we met him several times. Yeah. And, and 
you know the love that he has for each and every one of these characters that he he writes about the Green Lanterns, the Flashes, Aquaman. Like those characters meant a lot to him when he wrote them. Uh, so to know that he was on set for Green Lantern and that's what we got. It's, it's something had to have changed. Yeah, the minute he left set and it went into editing, it's like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, so. but no, he's a great guy. Uh, he gave us, I mean, he gave us Green Lantern back, and like I know a lot of times we even said it in this episode, Green Lantern Rebirth. It's like, oh, Hal's back. No, Green Lantern's back. Yeah, and that was just the, the renaissance of everything. So yeah. Uh, all right. So this is the end of the third week of the Green Lantern month. Uh, we have one more week to go. We're probably going to have a challenge. We'll see what that challenge will end up being about. Uh, cook up something and we'll, we'll give it to you hot and fresh. <laughs> uh, but if you want to talk about anything that we talked about today, you can get a hold of me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia, G-E-M. Uh, G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of, uh, I'm sorry, Chris is also on Twitter, <laughs> you can find him at. I'm on Twitter as at stuff I should say, should being spelled S-H-U-D. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out our website, geekleapmedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network. Also, this weekend, we'll be at the Mission Viejo Library Comic Con. If you're in that area, you should come check us out. It's between... Uh, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. I want to say something like that. So California five, time. 5 p.m. <laughs> seven like that. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, it's free to the public. Come hang out, talk to us, uh, see all the people in costume, and then on the I want to say 31st of this month, we will be at FanQuest Comics in Yuma, Arizona, talking about Detective Comics One Thousand. Another milestone. That's right. We'll be there. You can come join us. You'll be. You can be on our podcast talking about uh, what Detective Comics and Batman specifically, if you want, means to you. What, what you know, the stories that you've loved. So uh, definitely come out there, come there and check that out. That will be at noon at FanQuest Comics and Games. All right. Until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Hey, this is John from Geek Elite Media, and this podcast is being brought to you by Cuts by Candace. Candace Gist is a hairstylist that will work with you to get the right look. She uses her 18 years of experience to understand my needs and is the only one that comes near my hair. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of March 2019, and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candace on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram and start looking the best you you can.